one thing to have an ego. It's another thing to believe in yourself. It's another thing to believe that you are the center of the universe. You are the world's sun. That everything and everyone revolves around you. That your own personal angst or feeling should somehow change an entire group of people in their belief system. Now, we're not discussing how people engage this through sheer hypocrisy. One of those people is Sheldon Whitehouse. He is the senator from Rhode Island. This is a guy who constantly and consistently will tell you why you're a bigot, why you're a racist, why you're a bad person. He loves it. He is a true believer in his superiority. A believer that he knows best for you. That he and only he knows the difference between right and wrong. Now, this is funny because we see so many politicians who believe that they're the only ones who know the difference between right and wrong. It comes from being in power too long. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY. 833-468-8669. It must come from that. Then again, when people run for office, they they, they believe in in themselves, certainly, whether it be uh, in in a rational way or in an irrational way. You got to have a bit of ego to run for office. I would put forth to you that I've got just the right amount of ego to run for office. But I'd never have as much ego as Sheldon Whitehouse to be talking about the bigotry of the political right, the bigotry of this, that, and the other, to talk about how we need uh, all sorts of equity and belong to an all-white beach club. It wouldn't be possible. I wouldn't know how to do this. But this is the story. Sheldon Winehouse belongs to an all-white private beach club. He sees himself as a progressive and prominent critic of systemic racism. But when he's asked about this, just there on the streets, right? He's at a construction site, it looks like. Maybe there's some kind of big thing that he's working on uh, or he helped uh, get funded that's being built. And a reporter's like, hey. Back in 2017, you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white Bailey's Beach Club, said that you hoped it would become more diverse. Now, your family's been members. Your wife is one of the largest shareholders. Has there been any traction in that? Are there any minority members of the club now? I think the... Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. So it's not that he's just a member. His wife is one of the largest shareholders? Now, wait. I will tell you that I do not belong to a country club. And there are plenty of country clubs who had a history of not allowing in Jews. I didn't know until this moment there were shareholders. I don't know. I guess I never thought about it. There are shareholders at a country club and your wife is the largest? Not a shareholder. Not one of the top five shareholders. But the largest. Well, what do you have to say for yourself, Senator? Now. I think the people who are running the place are still working on that. I'm sorry it hasn't happened yet. Um, do you have concern? Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. The people who are running the place? You mean your wife? If the reporter is correct, 
and your wife is the largest shareholder. The people running the place are your wife. What is he talking about? This is the hubris, the ego, the elitism that I am referring to. And he starts walking away, but show she's walking and talking. Concerns in 2021, I mean, obviously it's been four years. You had remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Um, your thoughts on an elite, all-white, wealthy club again in this day and age, um, you know, should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. And uh, I think we just need to work our way through the issues. Thank you. The cards here. The best is the aid at the end. Your car is over here. Nothing says I'm not an elitist like an aide saying your car is waiting for you, sir. It's a long it's a long history of it. It's a tradition in Rhode Island, and we're working our way through the issue. You start by quitting. You start by quitting and giving up all your shares. We are never I can't believe we were ever part of such a club. I've learned so much about bigotry. Forgive me for sinning or whatever it is you do. And that's it. It's a long tradition. Now you understand. I don't care if there's an all white country club. I don't care if there's an all black country club. I don't care if there's all Hispanic country club. I don't care. It's totally fine by me. I believe in actual freedom, not this public accommodation nonsense the pseudo-intellectuals of America want to embrace. I don't think it's smart business. Don't get me wrong. I'm not interested in, in having that kind of club. But I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't think there are cl- anything wrong with clubs just for men or just for women. And I think people who sue, you have to let us in. No. Let me say to all the women listening, I have nothing against you. I happen to love you. I'm deeply, deeply fond of you. I just want you to know that. To all the ladies listening, just remember I love you. I always have. I always will. But if I want an all men's club, you're not welcome. If I want a men's club for whatever reason I want a men's club, you're not welcome. Sue all you want. The judge says I have to let you in. I'm not letting you in. I'd rather burn the club to the ground. Why is that impractical? I should give up my right to do things the way I see fit because some judge is going to dictate his pseudo or her pseudo morality to me? Burn it all down. That's how you have a standard, producer Ari. I mean, I I, I get you'd be upset, but I feel like there has to be something in between burning it to the ground. Or I could just close it up. Okay, that I'm fine with that. And then I'll start a new club, and I'll let you sue that club. And that'll take you another, and that's what I'll just keep doing. Just keep getting shell clubs. The moral of the story is you should go start a club for just women or for everybody. I mean, it's totally up to you. That's what actual freedom is. You understand there's no actual anger or animosity, right? I'm discussing that you should be able to have the right to create what it is you choose. 
But if you're going to scream and yell about systemic racism and you belong to an all-white club where your wife is the largest shareholder, you own the all-white club. How can you then lecture to us? And amazingly, you know what? You know, I haven't played this game in forever. But I think it's time, Producer Ari. I think we're due. Let's consider that the first entry into America's favorite game. And now, it's time for everybody's newest game show. What's more pathetic? It's a show where we take more than one pathetic thing, compare them, and you decide what's more pathetic. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, Mr. Tony Katz. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. So we already have heard from contestant number one. Contestant number one is Sheldon Whitehouse who owns the all-white country club while decrying systemic racism. But the second entree into what's more pathetic is Congressman Ted Lieu. Let me give you the breakdown of the story. So Ted Lieu, he has noted that Catholic bishops, Catholics, have said, you know what? We aren't going to be providing communion for Joe Biden. Now, it's not a done deal yet, but the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, they have, vote, they have voted overwhelmingly. They're going to draft a formal document on the meaning of the Eucharist because there's been a debate on whether President Biden and other politicians who support abortion policies should, should get communion. This is very interesting. We have discussed this before. Nancy Pelosi calls herself a Catholic, but supports a woman's right to choose. I don't know how you do that. This isn't me questioning her Catholicism. This is me saying Catholicism has a standard. I don't know how those two things jive. I don't have to necessarily, but I think other Catholics may have a question. If Joe Biden is going to support Planned Parenthood, which is an abortion mill. Uh, maybe, maybe the, uh, maybe the bishops have a point. Enter Congressman Ted Lieu, a self-righteous guy, if there ever was one. I mean, completely and totally just full of himself and thinking that he is just how the sun rises and sets. And he tweets out, hey, Catholic bishops, I'm Catholic, and I support contraception, a woman's right to choose, treatments for infertility, the right for people to get a divorce, and the right of same-sex marriage. Next time I go to church, I dare you to deny me communion. Well, there's a tough guy right there. First, the next time you go to church, that you you mean you mean Sunday, right? Because because that's when that's when you go to church. You go to church on Sunday. So when you're there on Sunday, right? You want them to you want them you're daring them to deny you communion. Ted Lieu, congressman from California, thinks he is more important than the Catholic Church. 
the people who think you can pick and choose when it comes to religion, I'll do a little bit of this, I'll do a little bit of that, oh, I don't do that, that's just silly right there. That's not what it's about. If you believe, you believe. If you only kind of believe, okay, you don't believe. That's, that's the way it is. So how do you think that you can recreate the standard for the Catholic Church? What would make you think you are above the Catholic Church? And what is this dare? I dare you to deny me communion? He really believes that he sets the rules and only he knows. And the Catholic Church has to do his bidding. So the question before us is, what's more pathetic? A guy whose wife owns the all-white country club? Saying that it's a tradition? While being opposed to systemic racism? Or a congressman thinking that he is above the Catholic Church? 833-468-8669. 833-GOT-TONY. On Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Uh, Parlor and Twitter, at Tony Katz. You tell me, what's more pathetic? Senator Sheldon Whitehouse or Congressman Ted Lieu? I have uh, the answer, and I will bring that to you a little bit later as we play our game. Make your calls now. Put it on social media now. Get to it. I'm Tony Katz. I'll have the answer for who's more pathetic, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse or Congressman Ted Lieu, in a little bit. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. A lot of people making a lot of noise. The story that this weightlifter, transgender, is going to the Olympics. We're going to talk more about how This isn't okay. How we have this man who now says they're a woman. I think has for a while in this case. Competing against women and is going to the Olympics as 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 a weightlifter. I'm not quite sure yet of all of the women who were knocked out of competition because they lost to this man. It is not wrong. It is not bigoted. It is not hateful to say men are not women and women are not men. Nor is it wrong to look at this and say this is not okay. I believe it is actually the only rational course because the conversation should be has anybody stopped this person from living as they see fit and the answer is no no one has said you can't live the way you choose but now you want other people to accept it to their detriment and i think that takes a lot of hubris and i think we should fight that There's a story, I don't know why it came out now, but there's a story about uh, C.C. Teffler. But C.C. Teffler used to be known as Craig 
Oh, not Tefler. Telfer. T-E-L-F-E-R. When Craig Telfer was Craig Telfer uh, and running track in 2016, Craig Telfer, according to the sources, was ranked 200th. In 2017, Craig Telfer was ranked 390th. In 2018, Craig Telfer transitioned to female. And in 2019, CeCe Telford was a national champion. Now, you could, uh, there's probably more looking into this to do. But are we to believe that all of a sudden they're that good? No. They're that good against women because women are not men and men are not women. And women are not as physically strong as men in the main. These are the facts and they can't be denied. How many more times do you need to see this? And to tell those women, to tell those women they have to just accept it and if they don't, they're bigots is disgusting and wrong, is indecent and immoral. That's my argument. That this person made a decision. You made a decision, okay. I don't have to live with your decision. And these girls who compete shouldn't have to live with your decision. That's the story. They should not have to live with the decisions that others make. They have the right to compete. And they should, when they feel the need, speak out against it. And they should be protected. They should be helped with any type of legal uh, avenues they're taking. Because they're the ones who are being impacted. And when they note it, they're told that somehow they're not inclusive enough. No, this isn't about inclusion. This is about shutting people down. That weightlifting would allow this? You want me to now watch the Olympics? We no longer are looking at the best, are we? We're looking at people who can make all sorts of changes to get all sorts of advantages, and we're supposed to dumb ourselves down and think it's not happening and think that it's fair to everybody else. That's not what sport is. I'm Tony Katz. It's Amazon Prime Day, and I swear to you, I have no idea if these are deals or not. It's two days of deals, and it's supposed to bring them in, like, over $100 billion for the quarter. Like, this is the thing that's going to put them over the top for this quarter. And I'm looking, and I don't know I don't know what's, what is considered a good deal anymore. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833, got Tony, feel free, 833-468-8669. I do know this, they've got like a, they've got like a show going, talking about the deals. They've got like a, like their own QVC happening. So let me see what we got here. All right, because I don't know what, so like one of the things they're selling is the Fire HD tablet, which is, I guess, their tablet. For eighty bucks instead of one hundred and fifty, but it's their it's their tablet. What do I need their tablet for? Do you have one of these, Ari? A tablet? One of theirs? Uh, I do not. No, you don't. Okay. So then they have the Sony A8H 
55-inch TV, OLED 4K. I forget which kind of screen that is. Normally 1900 now 1200 All right, that seems like a good deal. It's 37% off. I don't know what it normally is. Is it really normally $1,900? And then they have the 65-inch version, which is $1,600 instead of $2,500. That's almost $1,000 off. People really spending $2,500 on TVs today? You're a guy who would do that, Producer Ari, to watch the Milwaukee Bucks, which amazingly beat the Brooklyn Nets, to which Producer Ari ran out into the street in his underwear to celebrate. It was my backyard, but everything else about that is true. Would you spend $2,500 on a TV? I don't need a TV. If I was buying a new TV and I was really trying to pimp out the place, maybe. See, so this deal, $1,600 for a 65-inch, there are plenty of 65-inch TVs you can get for less than $1,000. Now, it is Sony, a brand I happen to like. Uh, is it really that much better? I I, I don't know. I, a TV is one of those things where I'm willing to splurge on it if it's, if it's, if it's a better value and it's a better picture. See, uh, it's not the picture that I'm so much concerned with. I know that sounds dumb. It's the sound. Because if you don't want to have to get a sound bar and everything else, TV that can actually bring you the dialogue, as opposed to just the explosions of whatever movie you're watching, that's rare. That's really rare. Like, that's that's tough. I will tell you the brand I've had most luck with is like the most off of the big brands there are. It's JVC. I've had luck with them in TVs. The camera I use for when, when I'm on TV, like when I'm on Fox or, or, or anything else, that's a JVC. I've had crazy good luck with them. But I think Sony is, is a good brand. But I don't know. Are, are the, like you can get the Instant Pot for, for $55 instead of 120 But I don't think I'm spending $55 for an Instant Pot. Honestly, I don't, I don't think I need to make that many things in one place. Anyway, let me know if, if there are any deals you've seen from Prime, any deals at all you've seen that, that are worthwhile. This was a story um, in an interview uh, that was with Mark Lamont Hill. Now, Mark Lamont Hill is a guy who believes from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That's a call to genocide, and that's who Mark Lamont Hill is. Mark Lamont Hill wants to position himself as an intellectual. Uh, specifically a black intellectual leader. Uh, the problem is he's not an intellectual as much as he is a radical. The people he uh, positions himself with, puts himself around, the, the engagements all reach this highly radical place. And his conversation the other day, I guess it's, I don't know if it's his podcast or if it's some TV show, you don't even know what network, uh, leaves much to be desired. There are no good apples out there. White people make my blood boil. When you say there are no good apples out there, uh, yeah. what, do you, what do you, what kind of claim are you making? I'm talking about people have this idea that um, racism is something that if you're consciously racist or if you're a Klan member, and I'm sort of making the claim that racism is something that is unconscious and it is actually in everyone and everyone uses these words systemic. They're like, you know, I, I, you, I'm, I know that racism is systemic. And yet individually, when you call them out, they'll, they'll be like, well, it's not me. You can't say that. 
And so there's a disconnect between use of the word systemic and saying that racism is everywhere. But the moment you point it out individually, there's sort of people disown their own. Who is it that's agreeing about the idea of systemic? This has actually been one of the great disagreements. The idea that you call it systemic, like there are these systems that you, you know, or, or people are born with it or just you're born into it. And what are you what are you talking about? That's what happens when you take away the individual. That's the point. The individual has a life and has a history and has context. But when you say systemic, you want to remove all of that. You want to eliminate all of that. And these things cannot be eliminated. It's wrong to do. It's wrong to tell somebody, hey, uh, whoever you are as a person, inconsequential, you're guilty because someone who looks like you actually just shares a skin color with you, doesn't necessarily look like you, did X, Y, or Z. Well, I don't even know that person. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter because you are of a certain skin color, so therefore we have decided you have gotten advantages, therefore you are guilty of. And there are many people tell you, I didn't get an advantage, and I had this, and I had that, and instead of listening to people where they are, people like Mark Lamont Hill and his guest have said you shouldn't be listened to at all. You don't exist on on a personal level. That's what they've really taken away. The idea that you exist on a personal level. But it gets a little bit worse. Violence and racism. Would it be fair to say, based on your expertise, that white people are psychopathic? I think I I think so. Yeah, I mean I think that there's many lies that and I had didn't get to that part cuz this what I delivered was only um part of a first series of talks, but the way the level of lying that white people do that has started since colonialism, we're just used to it. Hmm. Such what as kind every of lies? time you Sure. Let's take a moment. Let's take a breath. <sighs> You're sure going to get a lot of people to listen to you now. Uh, do, we, do we all have the same definition of a psychopath? A person having an egocentric and antisocial personality marked by a lack of remorse for one's actions, an absence of empathy for others, and often criminal tendencies. So let's get into her definition here of wh- what have they done that's psychopathic? Every time that you um, you... You steal a country, you loot, you say you've discovered something. I mean, this is this le- this level of law is actually part of history. We don't say that we killed all these people, we got rid of all the Native Americans. We say we discovered America. You don't talk about the level of death. You don't talk about the level of what actually occurred. You wipe the, the slate clean, you sanitize the violence, and you actually got lost along the way. You're trying to go to India. And then you say you discovered something. And this level of, of discovery is everywhere. You've discovered vegetarianism. You know, you've discovered, you've discovered yoga. You've discovered everything is a discovery, and it's all actually stolen. Yoga stolen? This is actually now a thing. Vegetarianism is stolen? Let's give that back because meat is delicious. Let's not kid ourselves. Every single one of you knows that. No, no, no. Don't try and sell me on it, people. 
It's clear and it's obvious that steak is better. Cooking a steak, wouldn't it be great? You could be my mate, cooking a steak. But let's dig in a touch. The idea of discovery. Well, places do get discovered. Things do get discovered. Ancient civilizations get discovered. Well, it was clearly there before, but we recorded history, just discovered it now. And if you want to say it's egocentric or or what have you to say the new world was discovered, it was discovered. Spain wasn't discovered. Africa wasn't discovered. They knew it was there. This place, this landmass, some people didn't know it. We'd call that a discovery. And when I've learned about something, oh, look what I discovered. That doesn't know. It's not a whitewash of history. But if we're going to talk about that idea of sanitizing history, which I think is actually a legitimate conversation, let us talk about one of the ways it's sanitized. And let's talk about all the death and all of the mayhem that took place in Africa to engage the slave trade. And all of those black slavers that sold their brothers and sisters into slavery. The good and the great and the bad and the ugly of history must be taught in all the ways. Because what is wrong is thinking that you're allowed to own another person. Unless that's your bedroom fetish and the safe word is cantaloupe, it's a problem. And one that we should discuss in full and incomplete. So no, the idea that that you would have this expression of discovering the new world, for the old world, it was a discovery. To then apply a meaning to that by which it sanitizes that you killed Native Americans? Yes, you did. You know what Native Americans were doing? Killing each other. I think there was a loose association of Iroquois tribe, right? They had some some level of of connection, and I, I could have the wrong tribe, so forgive me. I'm just, I'm, I'm doing more to, to make sure I understand that, that, that history. I'm trying to do the studying as best I can. But tribes weren't killing each other? Of course they were. Of course they were. It wasn't a peaceful land. Doesn't mean that people from Spain and from France and from England didn't come in and kill people with only just, you know, the common cold, amongst other things, and take the land that absolutely happened. But the idea that everything was peaceful and fine and that we're the only aggressors, and who is we, whether it be Americans, you want to say people who are white, that's a lie. It's a lie. So why would we push this as opposed to a larger engagement in history itself and the necessity to do so? It's unreal what happens. And what gets passed, they they try to pass it as as intellectual thought. What thought was put into this? Oh, you know, those white people, they're really psychopaths. Okay. No, 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 Mark Lamont Hill, I'm taking you seriously. No, no, no. 
you were fodder for this show to expose a larger problem of pseudo-intellectuals who want to have some kind of power over our children and over academia. I utilized your show, Mark Lamont Hill, to explain to parents and college-age students and grandparents and others what they have to be on the lookout for at colleges and universities and high schools and middle schools all across the nation. That was the, the, that's what you put out into the world. Not a fact, not an argument, not a concept, not a theory, but rather a radicalness that exposes to the rest of us what we, what we must be looking out for. Because we unfortunately ceded education to people of the same pseudo-intellectual heft as yourself. So be on the lookout for that. I'm Tony Katz. So we got to come to a conclusion here. We have to answer the question of what's more pathetic. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. In one corner, you have Congressman Ted Lieu, very unhappy with Catholic bishops because uh, they don't like the fact that Joe Biden says he's Catholic and he's okay with abortion. So the congressman says, you know, I'm Catholic and I support contraceptive and a woman's right to choose and same-sex marriage. And next time I go to church, I dare you to deny me communion. So he thinks he's above the Catholic church. Then you've got Senator Sheldon Whitehouse of Rhode Island, who uh, is all about fighting systemic racism. But his wife is the majority shareholder of an all-white country club in Rhode Island. Years. You had remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Um, your thoughts on an elite, all-white, wealthy club again in this day and age, um, you know, should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. And uh, I think we just need to work our way through the issues. Thank you. The cards here. So his wife is the majority shareholder. In 2006, when he was running for office, he said he would leave the club. Instead, he just gave his shares to her and kept there. He fights systemic racism by belonging to this club. So the question is, which one is more pathetic? Now, some of you have voted uh, online. Some of you have sent emails and and, and comments. And and Producer Ari, I'll ask you, which one is more pathetic? Uh, The the Sheldon Whitehouse all-white club owner. And why is that? What makes you say that? Because Ted Lieu is right. Ted Lieu is right? Yeah, you can practice your religion any way you want. No one can tell you otherwise. Well, I think the church can tell you otherwise, and that's where you're wrong. Says who? The church! The the Catholic church? So you're telling me, and the reason they say that is because why? Is that in the Bible? The Bible says a lot of things. You follow all the rules in there? Do you wear that's two- the that's exactly the argument. The argument is is that there is a standard, and you're the one not living up to it. There is and no that standard. No, 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 producer Ari. That you could pick and choose is not part of the conversation. That's what belief. So much of what belief is all about. That's what he in said. In this case. That's what belief is, not picking and choosing, but saying this is the standard and I'm going to live up to it. Not saying to them, you can't stop me. I dare you not to give me communion. That's pathetic. It's not. Sheldon Whitehouse, Sheldon Whitehouse 
is just another in the long line of hypocrites who doesn't actually say what he believes. Ted Lieu thinks he's above the Catholic Church in deciding how the church should practice. That has to be more pathetic. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.